the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycles of homelessness and to help men and women get control of their lives back again. Hey, folks, I'm glad to have you with us on the show tonight. Tonight's show is going to be called Witnessing, so I'm hoping it will be just right what you want to hear. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're all both here today. Mm-hmm. Good to be here. Y'all doing good? Doing well. Good, good. Hey, like we always do to start the program, folks, we like to start talking about what happened last week. You guys, any got any praise report you want to talk about the homeless? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I'm always always anxious to jump on that, aren't I, guys? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went to our first destination, and the parking lot was full. It looked like, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, the door is closed. What a bummer, what a bummer. We need to be here. But, you know, our God's so faithful. You know, our God's so faithful. He got us over our next destination uh, early. Uh, they weren't expecting us that early. But I'm telling you, the food, um, the, the, all the people that were over there, and I guess the word got out um, from our first stop where we were going. And so there was a gentleman on the, on the bicycle that got there. You know, he, oh, yeah. he, he got to the next stop. But, um, you know, as, as usual, folks, um, it's fun to see God working and moving um, through our entire team. And, and, Ed, you say this almost every week. It's like, man, there was a lot of prayer going on. <laughs> there was. And, and there was. And this is so beautiful, you guys, because prayer is very intimate. Prayer is something that most people don't understand or they think they have to sound what, eloquent or whatever? It's like, you know what? We're just talking to God. Amen. And we're taking our brothers and sisters to the throne room, and they're going with us, and we're putting out our petitions, and there was a lot of prayer that day. You know, and the gentleman on the bike, I think his name was Joe, wasn't it? It, it sure was. Yes, and um, we helped him before. Actually, he had some things going on in his life, and but he's not homeless. He actually has a place, but he just knew that we're out there to help him, and he came out to get that. You were talking a little bit more than I was. I was busy doing other things, but... Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. You know, I had mentioned to Joe, and I asked you and Pastor Ed, um, you know, Joe's married. He's got two kids. He's He does work. Um, he ran into a situation where he was actually jumped, and his uh, truck got impounded. He is unable to get that back. And I, I looked at Joe, and, of course, we all prayed over him. I mean, I'm like, Joe, you don't go anywhere till till we all pray. We had a big prayer circle for Joe. And uh, you know what? We've n- I've never done this, ever, ever. But, you know, if there's any listeners out there that want to donate a vehicle, I told Joe at least we'd put him out there, and, and the man could use a vehicle so that he could get to work. And... Uh, 
You know, I don't know. We've never talked about that, but he was just, he's like, Blaine, I need some help. It's something we're not able to do right now. Um, but Lord willing, through the body of Christ, might be something just might come up. Yeah, you know, and that's a great thing because um, he did come out to ask, and I wish we had something that, you know, an extra vehicle or something to that effect to help him out. But here's a man who has kids, and he's willing to try to get out to do anything to keep working because he doesn't want his family homeless. So if any of you folks out there have an extra vehicle that you might want to give away, Ed, could you give him your number so that they can get in contact with you? Sure, 619-252-0060. And again, that number is? 619-252-0060. Wouldn't it be incredible if somebody just said, oh, I've had a vehicle uh, sitting around for years, you know, that's just sitting and rotting or you know something that at least joe could use yeah. yeah just get back and forth to work yeah that's true and uh and you know that's this is kind of what we do it's we don't just get people off the street but those that are off the street there's a lot of people that fit in a category of i can afford rent but i can't afford this yes and we we help a lot of those people a man uh, a couple of weeks ago i think it was we bought gas for his car we bought some grocery for him to get through till his next payday. That was with another gentleman, and I can't rely on me remember his name. But yes, he's another one that. See, this is what's so good about the word gets out, and and then people understand that you're out there willing to help them, and and it's a great thing because. We're keeping another person from not going on the streets, and that's what our prevention is. It's not only to take people off the streets and getting them into a home, but keeping people from going back out on the streets. So that's the main thing. But, yes, folks, if the Lord's touching your heart, and if you have a vehicle for this gentleman, Joe, and his kids and his wife, uh, what a blessing that would be. And we'd like to get him, bring him on after someone does do that and just be how gracious he really is. Go ahead, Ed. Well, Let me blame. And you know what, guys? I mean, we 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 do pray about everything. Well, I mean, we're giving it to God. It's his work. It's his glory. Um, it's his provision. He, he provides it all. Um, we don't necessarily, people don't come up and ask us for vehicles. <laughs> right. yeah. This gentleman was so humble. He was helping us set up. He helped us take down. He was happy that we were there. He said, I was looking for you guys. He was at the first destination and rode his bicycle, um, what is that, maybe two miles, yes. over to the next destination because he wanted to meet up with us. He was somebody who was crying out. But, um, you know, we, don't, we, we do have God's Holy Spirit and his discernment. And, um, you know, I just felt like I, I just would really like to help this guy out one way or another. We'll see. Absolutely. And the thing about um, he's a very humble guy, so it's very hard for him to reach out to people. And he he, he said, hey, John, this is really um, – when I got to talk to him, he um, said this is very hard for me to do because in my nature I, I, I was taught not to cry out, you know, to stand up and do it on your own. So it's a good thing that he's um, – you know, reaching out because we all need a helping hand. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, we all do. So, yeah, great praise report, guys, on that. Um, great. You want to get into the message now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Folks, again, the message is on witnessing. So I'll go ahead and open up. I'm going to open up in First Peter 3.15, and this is what the Lord says. Instead, and this is what Peter says, instead, you must worship Christ as your Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your Christian hope, Always be ready to explain it. You know, that is one grace, That is one scripture I like to keep on my mind because there is nothing better than your testimony about what Christ has done when you're witnessing. That people cannot argue that fact with you. 
they might be able to argue with you a little bit on scripture and that and 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 to the effect of that but when it comes to your testimony about god and you're sharing what god has done for you it's they just it's it's first of all they can see it happening on you and they can see you know the what I'm trying to say is that they just can't, they can't, you can't, you can't, you can't beat that. It's just what God's done. So what I wrote down here, it says, you don't, um, this is what I wrote, you do not need to be a eloquent speaker to witness. Just tell others what Christ has done for you. And I went on to say this one. It says, if we acknowledge our faith before people, Jesus will acknowledge us. And I get that out of the scripture of Luke 12, 8 and 9. And I'll go ahead and read that says, I tell you the truth, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the Son of Man will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels. But anyone who denies me on earth, I will deny him before God's angels. So right there is from, you know, from the from there, from the Lord saying, hey, look, um, you speak to others about me and witness for me. I will you will I, there'll be I'll acknowledge you in front of the father. I go on to write here on the second one. It says, "Christ called or <clears throat> Christ Christians are all called to spread the gospel, uh, the gospel across the world." So this is what an act on one eight I wrote down here, and it says, "But you have received power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you are my and you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem and throughout Judah and Samaria and to the ends of the earth." And, you know, it really is our call, folks, is to tell people about what God's have done to you. And it's easier than a lot of people think it is. You know, um, I remember when uh, I got a TV and, you know, and what it was, my TV was going on a blink and it was it went out on a blink. And I, I'll never forget this is that is that um, is that I. I got a TV, and I know where it came from. It was from God, but I won't go into all the details. But I was excited about it, and I know people were thinking, man, is, is this guy really real? But you know what? It was true. And, you know, so But when you get excited about God's word, uh, he will definitely, you know, definitely you want to go and tell others about it. Number, um, I have the last one here. It says, if we plant or water this, uh, the seed of faith, God will make it grow. Our job is to tell them about the Lord, you know, and, and give them account what he's done for us. God will water it. He'll bring the Holy Spirit to do that. I get that out of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3 and verses 5 to 9. And I can go ahead and read that if you like. It says that um, God's servants throughout whom you believe the good news, each of us did the work of the, uh, that the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts. And it goes on to say, Paul's watered it, but it was God who made it grow. And it is not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters works together for the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's worker and, for, and, and you are God's field. You are God's building. So... You know, we know that we have a person who's walking along with us, and that's the Holy Spirit. And he's the one that's going to be getting them to water. Our job is just to get out there and give the word. Hey, um, is it Ed? Are you going to go after me? Yeah, okay. I got it. I'll go, I'll go ahead and switch it off to you. For okay. I, uh, I, I picked my scripture this week from uh, based on a, a news uh, story I heard earlier in the week. 
And I'm going to read the first one, then I'll explain the news story. Uh, I'll be in Luke chapter 21, verse 12. Now, this is in time stuff, and it's the same story appears in Mark uh, chapter 10, Mark, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 10, and in ver- and chapter 24, and in uh, Mark 13. Uh, but on in verse 12, it says, But be before all this occurs, it's talking about earthquakes and those kinds of things. It says, there will be time of great persecution. You will be dragged in the synagogues and the prisons, and you will stand trial before kings and governors because you are my followers. Now, that's the bad news. So the reason I based, what I based this on was I was watching this news article, and it's a man who had 11, he had 11 kids, and uh he had been involved in a demonstration in front of an abortion clinic. So that was a, a year and a half earlier. Well, the, the police show up at his front door, not just the police, it's the FBI. And they come in and arrest him for being a participant in this uh, demonstration. And his wife was out there trying to find out what they were arresting him for, and nobody would tell her. Nobody would talk to her. Hmm. But they arrested him for being a part of this thing. Well, he had video of this protest. And, you know, there may have been a couple of things that he was guilty of, but all of that is misdemeanor things. All of that is stuff that probably they wouldn't even have written. They might have written a ticket, but, I mean, they probably wouldn't have been arrested for Yet here he is. Federal authorities, there was about a dozen of them. They were in uh, in their battle fatigues, the vests, the the uh, automatic weapons at uh, a ready position to arrest this man that's the father of eleven kids. <laughs> it's kind of a kind of an overkill. But the thing yeah. about this is, this is the kind of persecution the church is facing. It's faced uh, persecution for some time now, but during the pandemic, uh, we had things like bars opening, uh, liquor stores are opening, but you couldn't go to church. Uh At one point, I saw a story where um, they were having a church service outside, and the police come in and arrested this man for singing too loud. Now, I don't know that there's a law for singing too loud, (laughs) but they handcuffed him and walked him away. They didn't. Put him in the car and take the take him to jail or anything, but they did walk him to the car handcuffed. Now, what's the sense in that? What is that? That doesn't make any sense at all. Just like this man, everything that would have been char- he would have been charged with was all misdemeanor things. Local police should be taking care of that, but mm-hmm. they've got federal uh, imp- imp- uh, law enforcement arresting this guy, fully armed. I mean, they had on the vests, they had on the weapons and the whole thing. So we are under persecution. And and as we go through things, uh, we're going to see it gets worse. A good example is there, the bill that they just passed in Congress is going to hire 80,000 new IRS people. Mm. Now, what do you think part of that's going to be? They're going to start auditing churches. Now, here's a law most people don't know, but if they audit a church and they find discrepancies, they can fine each board member $52,000, and they have to pay it. The church can't pay it for them. Now, with 80,000 new IRS agents, 
they're going to have people that can begin to start auditing churches. So the church is going to really come under some persecution. So I read the bad news, that you're going to be arrested. Here's the good news in verse 13. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. Mm. So here's something that we see as bad. God sees it as a good opportunity. Right. Don't don't waste a good opportunity. Share Christ. Look at Paul. Paul went to prison in Rome and converted a big majority of uh, of the Caesar's household. Um, we don't know how many in the jails he converted while he was a prisoner. Yeah. And we remember the story of the the jailer. Yeah. He saved him and the whole family. So. There's opportunities in what's going to occur, and we need to stop looking at this as, as uh, a bad thing and start looking at it as opportunities. And it's hard to do. It's hard to do when they come at you like they did this man with fully armed knocking on the door and, and you're trying to protect your kids from all of this. But God says we should look at that as an opportunity. Now, let me tell you the rest of the good news. It says, don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges against you, for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. Boy, what a promise that mm-hmm. is. You know, you're, you're, you're going to be in prison, but like Paul saying in the prison, but God gives you the words, and when you stand before the courts, you're going to be able to explain why you do it and to share about jesus again it goes back to this opportunity of sharing jesus with people we would not normally get to share with and um, and and so as we uh, as we go through this persecution i think we have to kind of change our opinion change our outlook of what all this is about if we truly trust god then we'd have to turn it over to him and just take advantage of the opportunities and not see it as a bad thing, but see it as a chance to witness of Christ. Um, so that's when, when you talk about being a witness, I, I, I have to go back and look at Paul mm-hmm. and the situation that he was in and how he got to witness in all of these things that were going on around him. And we have to take the attitude of Paul. It's an opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that's what, um, when you were talking about that, about the jailer and all that, the first thing came in Scripture was about um, his jailer and how he turned his family over to get them to know Christ. Yeah. Blaine, um, what do you got on witnessing? Well, you know, I just, again, I agree with you guys. I've got plenty. I like be, being third runner-up here because I've got things to say about uh, John's Scriptures and Pastor Ed's. And um, So um, I've got a Scripture that I'm going to share out of Second Timothy and it's going to be 1, 8 through 9, and then uh, just want to share on a couple of things that you guys were talking about. But this scripture says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, Paul writing, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time even began, folks. Before time even began, before the clock started ticking, 
God called us. He called us. We didn't earn it. We're, we're no special vessels, are we, guys? Nope. We are no special. Nobody is. We're just born-again believers believing and, and hoping and praying and the hope of Jesus Christ and the blood he shed to cover our sins. But, you know, he called us, and there's so much to say about that. And, and I want to share with the group, you know, and I am very blessed. I have been, I am very, very blessed to have um, be a part of many, many ministries um, around the schools and parks and other places. And what I have found out, you guys, this is what I found out, brothers and sisters, is we're called to be witnesses. That's what you read in Acts 1-8. Yes. So when we decide to get out of the boat and we share God's word, which, which is truthful, which will change the heart of a man and woman as it did us, we get to watch and see what our God, through the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that he left behind, we get to see lives changed. You know, it's a whole different take as we, we want to be witnesses, which, praise God, we are, but we're also witnesses as to what he's doing. And so it really takes a lot of pressure out, you guys. I mean, I know so many folks that are they're in prisons. They're over at San Diego State Weekly. They're down at the beaches sharing, and they're sharing scriptures. They're sharing God's word. And I think we all need to understand that we were called to share. We're called to to proclaim Jesus. You know, if we confess Jesus before man, he will confess us before his Father in heaven. Uh If we deny him before man, he will deny us. He said, man, I never knew them. Um, So we don't have to be eloquent. We don't even have to call ourselves evangelists. We're just born-again sinners that are just saying, man, we're so thankful for God's grace. We can share some scriptures. We can share love. And what's really what we're seeing, you guys, I mean, we're never going to arrive. Nobody will never arrive. Is what we're seeing is prayer changes everything. It changes the heart of the men and women that we get to see every week. It just, it's 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 taking something spiritual and and giving it to God, taking it to His throne room, sharing the truths, and we get to be witnesses. And um, I do also want to say that also, Pastor Ed, that um, great encouragement opportunity. Paul the Apostle was persecuted daily, you know, and when you read in um, 2 Corinthians 11, 35, 25, that whole section, you guys, of what he's been through, which is only a portion, and God used him more than any other man to change the world. So don't let the distractions, don't let the persecution, don't let the pain, don't let the cancer, don't let these things that are taking you and me out of the game, don't let it happen. Let's share Jesus Christ with the dying world. They want to hear about him. Amen. I love it. And you know what? There is called the Pima seat, and that is the reward seat. And you know there's nothing better than having God call you up and sit there, man, and say, you know what? You are out there spreading my name. You're out there witnessing, telling people, and trying to let uh, people know the truth. Come, my faithful servant. You know, um, there's so many rewards. We don't even know the rewards that we're even going to receive when we're up there in heaven one day. And some person comes up and says, you know what? When you were out there in that park or you were out there talking or you were out there ministering or those prayers that you did changed my life. And, you know, those are the tail tones that we're not going to know here maybe on earth unless they come up or we see it physically with other people, which we have yeah. and and stuff. But those are the blessing, folks, that you're going to that you get. And there's there's that end of that day when you're with God and you're making you're doing your prayers and you're finishing up that day. You know that you're not only there for yourself, you're there for others. And that's called love. And there's many different ways of showing love. Guys, I'm going to let you finish up to say the last things you might want to say because time's getting at the end here. 
Okay. I, I just have to uh, repeat, you know, that let's, let's not be distracted by the world. Uh, God has called us as we've, I mean, all of us have talked about being called. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and part, of our tes- part of our calling is to give our testimony and to share God's word. So we've got to stop being distracted by what the world is doing. And that's why I like the, 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 this Luke story and what you guys have said, because it's focusing on Christ, not on our situation, not, yeah. on, not on our circumstances. Absolutely. Blaine? I totally agree. That was beautiful, guys. Praise God. Um, and, and you just said it, Ed. You just nailed it. Is we just give our testimony. What has Jesus done for you? They can't counteract that. This is what Jesus did for me. My tiny, tiny bit, I'm thankful. You know, 31 years ago, he saved my marriage. You know, um, he's healed me physically. He's done many things, um, but he is so good, and we can share that with others. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, here's our end of our show, folks. I hope that God has touched your heart on that. And for witnessing, it's just all about what he's done for you. And, you know, um, share that with others. You just never know who you're going to touch and who you're going to change. And really remember that you're not alone. God is with you. The Holy Spirit is there, and he's going to help you to say the right words. I, there's many times I can tell you about he brought Scripture up to me to tell somebody or just said the right things. But so... Let lean on him. Don't lean on yourself. Always lean on him, and things will really work out. You know, I want to give a shout-out to our, our sponsors who really help us out. You know, Goodwill, I can't even tell you how much we really appreciate Goodwill. They help us out with the clothes, the clothes of these men and women. And so I'd like to give a shout-out to Kim and Anna out there, um, Javier over at Sombreros. Hey, thank you so much for your your uh, the food that you provide to help us with the homeless and sharing with them. And also Steve Forsythe over at the Elkhorn Westland Church. You really do help us out so much in helping us to put people to stay in hotels and, and other areas. And Steve and Tim over at Skyline. Hey, thank you guys. We appreciate all your help. For without, without you guys, we couldn't really be doing a lot of this homeless work that we do. Hey, guys, um, folks, I just hope that this message has touched your heart. I hope that you will go out and spread the good word and see where God um, uses you. So I hope you had a good I hope you have a good night tonight and may God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.